kindness. Yes. We're grateful for your tenderness. Yes. So grateful. We're grateful for so much that so you do for us. So much. For us that we can't even count it all. But we're grateful. We're grateful for being alive today. Our hallelujah belongs to you because you and you alone kept us over the night, woke us up this morning, and allowed all of us to get started in our way. So grateful. So grateful. Even in the midst of peril and problems, struggles and challenges, God, we still bless you. And our hallelujah still belongs to you. Help us to be a light in the world. Help us to be a city set on a hill. Yes. Whose light cannot be hid, love cannot be hid, but who shines ever brightly day and night for you and you alone. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm going to ask you to grab your Bible. Amen. What a wonderful worship experience this has been so far. From our Bible class to worship, praise and worship. Amen. And this moment, prayers and the reading of the word, we just bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. So grateful to see each of you this morning. Amen. So grateful. Our children are, uh, and young people are outside with um, their leader, Sister Courtney, and they're uh, having church outside. I envy them a little bit. Because it's a little chilly in here. Sister Ellen, you bring me one of coats next week. Sister Ella has a little jacket around her shoulders. I envy them. I love the outdoors and I love the warmth. So I'm just kind of looking out like, where they at? I want to be out there. Amen. But here we are here uh, for the comfort of some of us who need to have air conditioning. I feel you. I get you. It's all right. It's all good. Right. <laughs> we bless the Lord. I'm going to ask you if you would, uh, if you would uh, stand with me as we honor the reading of the word of the Lord this week. Amen. amen, amen. And uh, not going to be a read-on preacher this week. Just going to read a couple verses here. We're going to let the Lord take it from there. Amen. amen. God amen. is so awesome. Isn't it? Yes, he is. I tell you, I'm just overwhelmed with his love and with his grace this morning, yes, with his yes. compassion, his tenderness, yes, his care you, for yes, me and for all of us. Yes, yes. Yeah, just seeing your faces, seeing you here uh, this morning, lets us know that God is alive, he's well, and he's good. Amen. Amen. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Ooh, glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to be in John, um, the 12th chapter. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. John 12 and 20. The Gospel of St. John, chapter 12, verse 1. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Are we there? Now there were certain Greeks among those who came up to worship at the feast. Then they came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee, and asked him, saying, Sir, we wish, we want to, we would love to. 
to see Jesus. Amen. Philip came and told Andrew, and in turn, Andrew and Philip told Jesus. But Jesus answered them, saying, The hour has come that the Son of Man should be glorified. Amen. Most assuredly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains alone. But if it dies, it produces much grain. He who loves his life will lose it, and he who hates his life in this world will keep it for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me and my father, and my father will honor me. Now, my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. But for this purpose, I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord and the sound of his word. Thank you, Jesus. Um, my subject of thought today is times up. Times up. Times up. Times up. This uh, text of story is embedded in the fact that Jesus has already made his triumphant entry into the world. Yes. He's been anointed by the woman with the alabaster box. He's been anointed for his death and for his burial. He's entered now into the city for the feast of Passover. This is going to be his last time um, in the world, in the earth, as the son of man, the son of God, before he's glorified, before he's taken up for the last time and received into his father. This is going to be the last time that he has Passover meal and all of that with his disciples before he goes to the cross. He knows he feels. You can even tell by just this little bit that we read here that he's starting to feel the moment. He's starting now to feel the hour coming. He's starting, he refers to it as the hour coming that the Son of Man should be glorified. What he's actually talking about is the fact that he's getting closer now to the cross. Yes. To his death, his dying for us, it's getting close. He's now 33 years old. He's lived for 33 years or so. He's only been in ministry for about three. He's trained up, walked with his disciples, they with him and other disciples. He's done many miracles, signs and wonders, fought the dead to life. Uh, he's healed sick people. Uh, he's he's seen people that are deaf, mute. They can speak now. They can hear. All kinds of things have yes, happened yes. Um, as a result of him walking and being in the earth. But now Amen. he's starting to feel yes. the effects of why he was sent in the first my, my, my. place. Well. It's getting close now, y'all. Mm. The time is winding my, up. My, 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 my. Yes. He's yes. feeling now the pressures and the pull of Gethsemane. 
Yes, He's feeling it. the pressures and pull of the gregariousness of the garden. How huge the assignment is going to be just to even go into the garden because he knows imminently when the garden experience is over, now there'll be those waiting for him, namely one who sat at his table, ate with my, him, my, my, my. he washed his feet. Um, Judas gonna sell him out and bring soldiers now to take him away to his death. He's feeling all of this. He's getting somewhat, um, if you will, uh, nostalgic. You know how it is, sentimental. When you know something is coming to an end, an occasion or uh, a period, a season in life perhaps, uh, uh, you get a little melancholy, you get a little sentimental, don't you? Uh, you start to think about things. You start to see things from a different perspective and through different lens. And that's what Jesus is doing. He's starting now to see things through a different lens and a different light. And he, he handles this situation with his disciples. Rather interesting to me. It's rather precarious and it's rather strange if you ask me because he, he, he handles this situation not like uh, perhaps he would have handled it a year before or even six months before this time that's coming. He's entered, as I said, into Jerusalem. He's entered into the city, made the triumphant entry. But he knows what's coming. He knows the exit that is imminent with his entry. He's feeling the pressure. I want you to understand and kind of get sensitive and empathize with Jesus, if you will. Just in that we know how the story ends and we can shout on that and we will. But watch this. I want you to get in the moment. Everybody say in the moment. So that you can see something that's very, very interesting that's happening here. So after he's made his entrance, he's come into the city. Um, there's some chatter now. He's in Lazarus's house with Mary and Martha. They're sitting down to eat. There's some chatter now about killing Lazarus, getting rid of Lazarus so the people won't follow Jesus. And, and now they're still plotting the Pharisees and all of those uh, folks are still plotting and trying to plan how they can get to Jesus. Yeah, Are you with me? Yeah, yeah. They're still trying to figure out how they can get to him, how they can crucify and take him yeah. without without everybody getting upset and there being an uproar. Yeah. Jesus understands this. He knows this. He's feeling all of this. He's feeling the strain. He's feeling the sentimentality. He's feeling the time when he's wondering, I, I, I would surmise, he's wondering whether or not his disciples are ready. He's, he's not quite sure. Are y'all with me? He, he's, he's, he's trained them. He's sent them out. He's equipped them. But still, they're showing some signs. That they may not be ready. But watch this. He's got to go anyway. Because his schedule isn't predicated on whether or not his disciples are ready. He's got to go anyhow. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Can I, can I tell you something? Uh, God just keeps moving on whether or not we're all the way ready or not. But aren't you glad that he's gracious and merciful? To allow us the time and the place yes. to get ready. Yes. Yes. Amen. I didn't get a lot of amens. Amen. Aren't you glad that he don't just write us off because yes. he thinks we're not ready? Yes. He didn't write his disciples off. Are you seeing the same thing? Yes. Because he knew down and deep down inside that, that they weren't just quite. He knew that Peter was going to deny that he ever knew it. He knew that at that cross experience, they was going to all scatter and run home and run and hide. 
He knew there was only going to be them women that was going to show up at the tomb. Come come on, talk to me. He he already knew all of this. But even though though he knew it, he talked to his disciples in the garden and said, the spirit in this is indeed willing, but the flesh is weak. Pray that you enter not into temptation. He's still trying to give him some leading and some guidance. And that's what he does with you and I today. He's long-suffering. He's patient. I should have got a better amen than that. He don't write us off when we don't get it right. He doesn't wrong us because we get it wrong. But he's faithful and he's patient and he's long-suffering. He suffers long with us. Thank you, Jesus, on today. I said he suffers long with us. Let me pause and put this in there. When people write us off, he's still writing on us. You just missed it right there, but I want you to be encouraged that when people write you completely off and out of their lives, he's still writing on you. Thank you, Jesus. He's still writing on you. He's still writing on your mind. He's still writing on your destiny. He's still writing on your purpose. He's still writing on, come on here. He's still writing on your life. He's still writing the next day for you. He's writing into your next week. He's writing into your next year. That's why we don't have to fret and worry about it. Because as long as he's still writing, I can make it. As long as he's still writing on you, you can make it. I wish somebody would talk back to me. As long as when he stops writing, that's when I begin worrying. But he said, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans to prosper. I'm still writing. Still writing. Still writing. And so, and so, and so, and so here's this text of story right here talking about these Greek men who came. To worship at the feast. There were Greeks who came to worship at the Jewish feast. These were not Jewish Greeks or Greeks that were assimilated into the Jewish environment. These are Greeks. These were people of a different nationality and a different culture. Thank you, Jesus. These were not the Jews who were used to, by ritual, um, serving and, uh, and, and, and being a part of their feast time. They were used to this and going all the way back to the Exodus. Right. Are y'all with me? Come on, come on. This was a part of their culture. Right. This was a part of their life. Yes. This is how they they so-called serve the Lord at this time. This, this is what they ascribe to. They didn't miss a feast. Uh, they didn't miss a Passover because they understood the significance of what the Passover meant to their history. But here come some people who are not a part of their history. Here come some people, come on y'all, who are not a part of their culture. Here come some people that, oh, by all rights, they shouldn't even be speaking to. Sit down and eat with. Come on, talk to me. 
Here, here comes some people that come from another culture, from another race. Come on, somebody. From another ethnic group. They didn't eat like them. They didn't talk like them. They didn't live like them. They didn't do the same things they did. Are y'all still with me? These people did everything different. Matter of fact, like I said, because the Jews at that time esteemed themselves as higher or better, if you will, than everybody, the Samaritans and the Greeks. Are y'all still with me? They esteemed themselves. They were, for all intents and purposes, most of them were supremacists. Oh, come on, come on and talk to me. Come on and talk to me. They felt like they were supreme, like they were better, like because they were called from way back, the children of Israel, the Jewish Hebraic culture. They thought that they were better. They thought that they were above others. And so these Samaritans, and that's why they dissed the woman at the well, because she was a Samaritan. Uh, they dissed the Greeks because uh, they, they were a Greek culture. They were very intelligent. They were very heady. They, they knew about it. They had head knowledge, and, and they had poetry and science. Come on, talk to me. But these people uh, thought they were, felt they were better because uh, of their historical perspective and, and because they had an allegiance and, and a connection. Uh, say with me, to God, are you with me? Whether they followed him or not, they still felt like uh, we are the better people. So, so when these Greeks show up, that's right. That's right. There's a challenge, perhaps, when the Greeks show up. Are you with me? Oh God, I thank you. I thank you. The Greeks showed up. Uh, can I can I submit this to you? Because they showed up because they had heard about Jesus. They showed up at the time yes. of the feast. Yes. They showed up at the time of the celebration. Yes. But they said what we really came for is to see Jesus. Thing. Yes. Yes. 
unleavened bread and uh, lambs and spilling the blood. But they don't have any recollection of that. Watch this. But wherever they were located, they came because wherever they were, they heard the gospel. Oh, God. They heard Jesus. And let me submit three things to you. I'm finished. They came. They came to the right place. Okay. Okay. Number one, they came to the right place. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all. You, you got to understand that when people want to see Jesus, he will bring them to the right place. Right time. 
yes. at the right time. And they right came time. to the right people. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. And they came to the right, they came to the right place. Yes. They came at the right time. Amen. And they came to the right people. Yes. Can I tell you something? Yes. God is still sending people yes. to the right people. That's right. That's right. He's still sending people at the right, come on, yes. to the right place. Yes. He's still sending folk at the right time. Yes. And he's still sending them to the right people. Yes. But look how the order lines up. Right time, right place. Come on. Right time, right people. Right place. Gotta get the place right. Come on. The, 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 oh God. The place had to be set. Jesus had to be there. That's right. They, they couldn't show up to Jerusalem until Jesus was there. Y'all miss that right there. Y'all miss it right there. So before you go showing up somewhere, just, just check yourself. Check the place out and make sure, make sure there's some Jesus there. And if he ain't there, make sure you take him there. Okay, so if all hell breaking loose on your job, just step and say, I'm going to take a little bit of Jesus in here. Y'all, right. right. come on. If hell breaking loose in your home, just step in, I'm going to take Jesus in. Hell breaking loose, trying to break loose in your mind, put Jesus in it. Because the critical factor is, is they showed up at the right place at the right time. At the right time. To the right people. Amen, amen, oh, amen. Oh, oh my. Let's look at this. Thank you, I'm gonna let you go. Thank you, Jesus. Greeks came up to worship at the feast, <laughs> and then they came to Philip. They came to Philip, one of the disciples, who was from Bethsaida of Galilee. Mm -hmm. Uh huh. And asked him, saying, mm -hmm. "Sir, we wish to see Jesus." Uh -huh. Philip came. Told Andrew. That's right. And in turn, Andrew and Philip told Jesus. Yes. Now I don't want to read nothing into the text. And I'm gonna read it out the message Bible and then, but I don't want to read nothing into the text. But what we don't see in the text is why didn't they just take the man to Jesus? All right now. Mm. All right. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It's good. Mm. It's good. Well, what we don't see in the text is one went to another, mm -hmm. another went to another, and then, the, the, then them two went to Jesus. Yes. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Thank you. But why is it if they knew where Jesus was, mm -hmm. and they did, because the Bible That's says right. they went to Jesus, That's right. why didn't they just take the men to Jesus? Why didn't they just, why, what was all the inquiry and the wonder? Help us, yes. help us. Yes, yes. Come on, honey. Help us. Yes. Were they trying to figure out a program, a plan, help a, us. a strategy, help some us. kind of, and Jesus was right there. Yes. Y'all missing yes. it. Uh -huh. well, uh -huh. Did they have to give permission? Well, when Jesus said himself, suffer, allow the little children to come unto me. I'm sure he didn't mind everybody else coming unto him. What we, we don't know, we don't understand, we don't see, but, but there was some kind of issue whereby they just didn't take the men to Jesus. But, well, what? You didn't think that they're good enough? They're of another culture, they're of another ethnicity, they're of another nationality. They don't look like y'all. Come on, talk to me. They, 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 they didn't come from where y'all came from, and, and they don't do the same stuff y'all do, and, and so y'all kind of up in arms, kind of wanted. Come on, come on. Talk to me. 
Come on, y'all. Wait, because watch this. Can, can I take this? Watch this, watch this. No, watch this, watch this, watch this. The, the, the woman, the woman at the well. <laughs> In John 4, the woman at the well, watch this. And then I'm going to jump back over here, but I'm going to show you something. The woman at the well did not have a problem with bringing people to Jesus. That's right. That's right. So don't tell me that the disciples couldn't do it. Because it had been done. That's right. That's right. How do I know this? Jesus told her everything, everything. that she ever did. Uh -huh. Yes. huh? Jesus read her mail. Yes. Jesus got in her business. That's right. She was a Samaritan woman. She wasn't Jewish. Jesus got in her business. By the time he was done, she said, surely you're a prophet. Surely you are the prophet of God. Surely you are the son of God. Watch this. And she went back home. Let her water pot at the well. Went back home and told all the dudes that she had slept with. Y'all not standing up in a minute. Come see a man that told me everything that I ever did. So don't tell me that they couldn't have brought them men to Jesus. Because if a little lonely woman, y'all ain't saying nothing, broke, busted, disgusted, and didn't nobody want to trust her, couldn't leave her water pot, her wealthy place, her sole purpose of living at the well, and go tell somebody else, come and see Jesus. Don't tell me that they couldn't have done it. But here it is. When God does something in your life, when he delivers you, when he saved us, when he healed us, we ain't got no problem going to tell everybody else, come and see the man that did what he's done in my life. I wish I had another witness. If he heals you, if he can keep your mind in perfect peace, if he rescues you out of sin, if he rescues you out of trouble, when he does a work in your life, you and I have no problem leaving where we are and bringing people to Jesus. Oh my God. Let me submit this. Jesus had never healed one of them disciples. He never did a miracle for not one of them. The closest he got was Peter's mother-in-law. He healed her. But for them, he only trained them. He had never done anything to heal them. They never had the experience of Jesus touching their lives. But he touched their lives in order to raise them up to be the apostles he needed and the witnesses that he needed them to be. So perhaps it was out of ingratitude that they couldn't bring the men to Jesus at that time. Because if he's done anything in your life, you will bring people by the droves. Yes, sir. Got your testimony from this morning. If he's done anything in your life, you'll be able to open your mouth and say, come see a man. If they come looking for Jesus, you'll be able to say, come on, come see him. Oh, is there anybody in here that God has done anything in your life? Well, tell it. Has he done anything in your life? We're telling somebody come sing. And certainly, if somebody asks you, you're able to show them Jesus. Oh, God. Oh, God. Don't get it twisted. Don't come down too hard on the disciples. Because after Jesus had ascended unto Calvary, unto glory, after that, the, the, the apostles, the disciples walked about in the earth and their very shadow healed people. So don't, 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 don't listen to us. Come on, somebody. Don't, I told you, don't write nobody off. Don't write them off too fast. 
Yes, they should have been able to, but they were not. But watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. It's funny, Jesus' response. Let me read it out of, I'm going to let you go. Come on back. Out of the Message Bible. There were some Greeks in town who had come up to worship at the feast, and they approached Philip, uh, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, John 12. Uh, they approached Philip from, and he was from Bethsaida, Galilee. Sir, we want to see Jesus. Can you help us? And Philip went and told Andrew, and Andrew and Philip together told Jesus. Jesus answered, time's up. This is the message Bible. Jesus answered, time's up. The time has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Listen carefully, unless a grain of wheat is buried in the ground, dead to the world, it is never any more than a grain of wheat. But it is buried. When it's buried, it sprouts up and reproduces itself many times over. And as I go on down in this account, if any of you wants to serve me, then follow me. Then you'll be where I am, ready to serve at a moment's notice. A father will honor and reward anyone who serves me. Right now, I am storm tossed. What am I going to say? Father, get me out of this? No. This is why I came in the first place. And I'll say, Father, put your glory on display. Why I came in the first place. Father, put your glory on display. And the voice came out of the sky, glorified it, and I will glorify it again. Some of the commentators and some theologians say of this text of story that when the men came and wanted to see him, the Greek men, those from the Greek culture, heritage, ethnicity, so unused, the people unused to seeing someone else come from someplace else. When those men, those Greeks came, which was so uncharacteristic of those who quote unquote claim to follow Jesus or believe in him. Mm -hmm. This was totally, barely did the Jewish people, his own, his own nation, his own people, barely they believed in him. Mm -hmm. They here come now, Mm -hmm. these Greeks. Word is spreading. This means word is spreading. Yes. Right. Yes. Right. The words getting out there. Yes. Right. Oh my God. Beyond the boundaries Amen. and Amen. the borders Amen. of where they presently were, beyond Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. The word is now getting out there mm-hmm. about Jesus. And others are starting to believe. Yes. My, my, my. Thank you, Jesus. When they came to see Jesus, mm-hmm. he said, Time's up. Amen. It was a signal and a sign to him that now they're coming to see me. Mm -hmm. But this is not about me. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Keep reading because in the same line of story, he talks about if I be lifted up, I'll draw draw. all men unto me. Saying that this is not about me. This is about the cross. This is not about 
the man Jesus at this moment. Mm -hmm. This is about the Christ who's going to the cross. Mm -hmm. It's all about the cross. Yes. Mm -hmm. He didn't answer. Isn't it funny? Isn't it peculiar? He never said, bring them here. Or he never went to go see where they were. But he knew at that moment. And he said to his disciples, time up. Time's up. Time's up. Yes. It's getting time. It is time. For me to go. And it's time for y'all to get ready. Yes. For my departure. Amen. Amen. It's time for me to go. Because. 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 I, 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 don't, I don't want you. It's going to come a time. Where you're not going to be able to come. And check with me. I'm going to be gone. That's right. right now y'all still in the mode. It's what Jesus. Y'all still in the mode. Of coming and checking with me. To see if he. No. There's coming a time. When you're going to have to point. And the only way that's going to happen is if I'm lifted up. Amen. Yeah. Amen. And they Amen. see me on my cross. Yes. They see me hanging. Yes. That's the only way I'm going to be able to draw. See, I'm not just drawing Jews, I'm drawing all of them. So y'all can tell by the time y'all can tell these Greek Jews are coming now. This is different. Because I'm starting to draw now. Uh, uh, so I gotta, I'm got i on my way to the cross. Watch this. But I cannot allow. No, don't bring them. Let them stay right here because I'm in a few days I'm going to be on that cross. Okay, God, I thank you for revelation. Don't bring them to the Jesus that I am now. Bring them to the Jesus that's at the cross. If they had seen me in my state right here now, they wouldn't be able to receive me That's on the cross. Right. Oh, everybody's standing. I'm finished. If they had seen him in the in his earthly state, in his vulnerable state, remember in a moment he said, My soul is storm tossed. He wasn't in a good place. Y'all, y'all talk to me, Juan. He wasn't in a good mood. He wasn't in a good place. I told you he's starting to feel something. He's starting to feel sensitive to what's about to happen in his life. Believers yeah. who had come from so far yeah. see him in such a condition. Yeah. Yeah. But if you'll just wait a few days, boy, yeah. you'll see me on the cross. Yeah. Glory. 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 Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. You'll see the glory. You'll see the glory. You'll see the glory. You'll see the glory. Is there anybody in here? Is there anybody in here? It says, Lord, I. I want to see you in your glory. In your glory. Amen. Amen. I know the story. I know how this thing your turns glory. out. Uh -huh. I'm, 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 yes. I heard about yes. what you could do, but I want to see you for myself. Yes. In, in your glory. glory. Thank you. In your glory. Yes. Thank you, Jesus. So he said, time's up. Yes. I got to go. Yes. Time's up. Yes. This is my cue. Yes. That my time is up. Yes. My, my, my. Yes. Not your time, yes. but my time. Amen. Yes. Amen. Amen. Jesus said, not your time. Yes. Your time is just starting. Because yes. right. the moment I die, your life begins. Thank you, Jesus. That's what we tell the world. Yes. That's, what we tell, that's what we tell those who, who need and want and come to see Jesus. Yes. Yes. The moment yes. he died, your life begins. Thank you, Lord. It's as simple as that. Yes.